Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through simple, digestible lessons on legal, tax, money, and business topics. My name is Braden Drake. I'm an entrepreneur, lawyer, tax professional, educator, and author teaching you the behind the scenes necessities you can pair with your own expertise and innate strengths to step into the CEO role and grow the business of your dreams. So if you're ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today I am joined by one of my students, Mr. J. Scott. J. Scott, I'm so used to calling you J. Scott. I don't even know like what your last name is. You don't even know my last name. <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, most people don't. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. So my first name is J. Scott. My last name is Reed. But I, yeah, most people just call me J. Scott. Okay, perfect. Well, welcome officially. Welcome. Um, this will be a super, hopefully a super fun episode. We've already done a couple of these student interviews. So if you've been listening, you kind of know what it's all about. I find I really like listening to other podcasts where we share stories or where the people who are being interviewed share stories. So Jay Scott, why don't we just start and you tell everyone a little bit about your background. Um, we don't need to go all the way to childhood, but maybe just like <laughs> first professional job. Let's start there. Well, my first professional job was unplanned. My family owns a business and it really wasn't my life plan to work in the family business, but I went there temporarily and ended up staying for several years. It was a fourth generation in two years. It turns a hundred years old. It's a spice business. And so I worked in my family's business for um, many years and started planning events on the side. And then, um, once I started planning events, one event led to another event, another event. I was emceeing events and planning events. And I eventually happened on the weekends. And so I needed a three-day weekend every single weekend. So I interviewed all of the employees in the company, asked them, hey, um, would you be willing to work 90 minutes Monday through Thursday if you were guaranteed a three-day weekend? Because I personally needed a three-day weekend. Um, so I redid the, um, the entire production schedule. Everyone agreed. So we worked Monday through Thursday. We had Fridays off. And then it just got to the point where I needed four days off a week because I was doing so many events. I'm like, okay, something has got to go. So I decided to leave the family business and went out and um, started my own. And so I've been planning weddings and events basically all over planet Earth. Okay, so love that. So you're working for the family business. What did the what was the family business? I'm, I may have missed that part. Spices. It's the world's finest spices. It, it's a cool story. We can talk about that later. But okay, cool, cool. So you said you were doing events. You're as an event planner, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So when when did you start that? A little over ten years ago. Okay, awesome. So you've been in business for about ten years. Love that. All right. So when did you, cause I know at some point you, you pivoted into full-time in your planning business, right? When was that? Yes. That was in 2012. Okay. So 2012, you guys like how I, I really like to put these timelines together. Like I'm some sort of investigative reporter or detective or something. <laughs> I think it's fun. 
All right, so 2012, and then, uh, so fast forward, if, if you all don't know where this is headed, basically, J. Scott is one of the alums of my signature program, Unfuck Your Biz. So we kind of talk about the process and the program. So 2012, all the way to 2020, how were you operating your business, like, with respect to the legal and tax stuff in your business? Because that's, yeah. that's a pretty long time. I'm assuming you hadn't, like, hired an attorney or an accountant in there to set everything up. No, just really by the seat of my pants. It was, um, that's why I ended up joining your course. <laughs> okay, good, good. But, but ever, did you feel like things were like running pretty smoothly or you're like, oh, this is a clusterfuck or were you like, it was fine. But then once you like started seeing the marketing for the course, you were like, oh, I do need that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as creative entrepreneurs and, and a lot of my colleagues and friends that are in the event industry, um, we sometimes, you know, have similar conversations about, oh my gosh, I'm so busy with all of my events. I really don't have time, you know, to actually, you know, work in my business that on things that generate, you know, more revenue or, or, um, you know, to look at things that are, you can cut expenses and, you know, and save money. So, um, just about halfway in between this period, I found myself in the Atlanta airport 14 times in 17 days. So I was planning weddings and I was planning corporate events, both here in the US and abroad. And I was just flying all over the place. And so I, you know, I work at home in my home office. And when you are traveling, you know, like 17 days in a row, I didn't really take the time or carve out the time to work on things like legal docs and updating my contracts, um, saving for taxes and stuff like that. I'm like, it was always on the to-do list. And I just, you know, traveling so much and doing so many events. I mean, at one point I was doing like 84 events in a year. So as an event planner, you just, you're not really running your life. Your life is running you. How do you, how do you even do that? So I understand how you can physically attend 84 events, but how do you attend them and plan them all at the same time? Well, one of my clients was a corporate client. And so I did manage a group of people. So it was, it, it, you know, I wasn't actually doing every single task, but I was working so much so often that, um, I just like something, yeah, something had to give, but I, I don't know how I did it. I, there was no way I would ever go back and do that. I was, yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with, cause with that many events, I'm trying, trying to imagine like, what were your annual tax returns like? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm assuming you had a tax accountant doing the tax returns, but that's so much, even just your flights alone. That's like so many deductions to track and everything. Did you have, were you paying a bookkeeper or doing that all on your own? Yeah, no. So I have a, a really good friend of mine actually works at H&R Block and gives me like, gave me like the family discount. So I literally paid like $29 uh, for, you know, to get them all done. So I don't do that now. But that was, you know, when I first started, I was, it started out as a hobby. It started out as a passion. So yeah, I had a, a side, I had two checking accounts. I had my business checking account. I had my personal checking account, but it all went through personally. So when I first started, I wasn't like legally set up, you know, because it, it was just a, a hobby and a passion that turned into like, oh my gosh, I'm actually like making money now. And so- How many bank accounts do you have now? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> before, now, after I've taken your course, 
Uh, I think I have five. Okay, good, good. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I think I have seven and mine are probably just going to like keep, keep growing. Okay, awesome. So I know, so you were super, super busy and it sounds like things started to like wind down or not really wind down, not like you were getting out of business, but maybe you were just taking on higher paying clients or just decided that you didn't need as many clients. So your volume events of events was going down in what, 2017, 18, 19? Well, I decided after that, when I realized I was in the Atlanta airport and 14 times in 17 days, I was like, something has got to go. And so I decided to um, walk away from a big corporate client and that I, I planned a lot of their events. And so it was, yeah, and it was time. And so I really identified what I really wanted to do. I love culture. I love creating events that people just totally enjoy. I love creating the ultimate guest experience and you get a lot of that through weddings. And so I decided to uh, redirect what I was doing and really focus more on weddings. Was that scary at the time, leaving that corporate client? Yeah, it's always scary. I mean, it, it, it is, it is. But you know what? I found out that, uh, and it took about eight months. to when I decided that that was in September. So it didn't even happen until the following, I think, June, just because I was committed and I was dedicated to getting those last minute, you know, events done. And then I signed on for an additional 90 day extension. Um, and then they asked me another time, Hey, can you do 90 more days? I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but um, I think that just really identifying, um, oh, when I did that, I was so much more happier. So, you know, less stress, fewer phone calls, um, cause corporate clients can be very demanding, you know, and they can be very, and they're great clients, but some of them are just, you know, they expect the best and they expect 24 seven, you know, they're creative entrepreneurs. They're, you know, they know no sleep. <laughs> Well, I would also assume that when you have corporate client, when you, so when you have your own clients, like typically as a wedding, like as a wedding planner, as mm -hmm. that kind of a, an event specialist, you are kind of creating the ground rules with regard to what kind of communication you'll accept. And what I would, yeah, I would assume with corporate clients, they more just treat you like you're part of their team and they'll contact you whenever the hell they want. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, okay. and you know that signing up for it. So, I mean, I was in it, you know, and, and they were great. They're, they were they're fantastic people and great events. And I loved it. It's just, I, there should have been three of us instead of just yeah. one. Makes sense. All right. So after that, you kind of fast forward to 2020 or at the beginning of 2020, were you a sole proprietor when you joined the program? Yes. Okay, you hadn't done your LLC yet. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Take that back. No, I did have uh, one LLC. One LLC. I now have three. Oh, okay. Damn, you have three. You have three LLCs now. Did you form the other two while you were in the program? I did. Yes. Okay, and but you don't have you don't have an S corp, correct? Uh, not yet. So what's the plan for that? That uh plan will. My plan for that is by the a year from now. So um, at the end of 2021. Okay, so, love it. So you'll form it probably in January of 2022. Correct. Yes. 
hopefully fingers crossed so everyone that's listening might be like you you guys are talking in some cryptid code language well in the program we talk about when is the ideal time to form an s corp and if people aren't ready to do it i i basically like tell you all to kind of set like a goal as to when you will do it because the goal is eventually we'll all be profiting enough in our business to have an s corp right fingers crossed all right so tell us why why do you have three llcs what are they for so one is for uh, my event planning that I am, uh, yeah, I'm an event planner, so I plan, you know, mainly weddings. One, one is for that. Um, I, I'm also heavily involved in the pageant industry, and I do a lot of pageant coaching and mentorship to contestants that are competing, like for Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America, um, Miss Universe. And so I have a pageant consulting uh, company. And then the other LLC um, that is coming up and I cannot talk about because the announcement has not been made. Um, it was supposed to be back in April, but because of COVID, everything got delayed. It keeps getting delayed. But I think that announcement's coming in the next two to three weeks. Okay, so LLC number three is for your new secret project. Love that. Yes. Yes. Which one was the one that you already had formed before you joined the program? Was it for your wedding planning? Uh, it was just basically J. Scott LLC. Got it. Okay. So in the program, we talk about business licenses, DBA, seller's permits, all these things. Did you feel like when you kind of did your self audit for your first LLC, did you already have all that stuff together or were there gaps that you had to fill in? No, there are definitely gaps that I had to fill in for sure. And the thing about it is, is that as you don't know what you don't know. And so it, there's just a lot of things I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't have that. You know, I didn't know I was supposed to take annual minutes for my own one person, <laughs> you know, um, I, I didn't, you know, and, and it's better to have um, a set of standard operating procedures, you know, even for myself. So there's just a lot of things. I just, I feel more confident and I feel more, uh, I, I don't know, legit, I guess you could say. I, not that I didn't have a, a non-legit, you know, business. But the thing is, I just feel if I, if I were to get audited in, in some way, I feel much more confident in knowing that I have, you know, it may not be perfect, but it sure is a hell of a lot better than what it was before. That's awesome. So you're probably like a pro now. You could tell everyone else how to form their LLCs. You've done three of them. <laughs> Actually, I have a cousin that's thinking about starting their business as a consultant. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, I got you. Just, yeah, you got to do this, this and this. It's, yeah, it's great. So what do you, what do you do? Like every time you go to form a new one, you just log back into the course and work your way through module three again. And it's great because it's there for a lifetime. So yeah, Brandon, Brandon you can't, you can't ever go away. <laughs> yeah. The small, the small biz blueprint is what comes in clutch. So the program is five modules. Module three is basically all the formation, all the licenses. So it's like a step-by-step. -step. Did you watch all the tech tutorial videos or the, um, like the filing tutorial videos when you did yours? There's like the step-by-step -step tutorial on your getting your EIN and your business. Uh, oh, you mean the, the videos that you recorded? Yeah, that are like down in the bottom of the course. Yes, I did. Yes. Were those helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great resource. How and did you find, because Jay Scott, you are in Indiana, my home state, but I'm here in California. So a lot of people will ask me how helpful the program can be if they're out of state, because obviously I cannot give step-by-step -step directions for every kind of license for all 50 states. That would be insane. Was it relatively straightforward to navigate like your processes in Indiana? Was anything wacky or weird? 
No, I just found out from listening to other people that are in the course. A lot of people have obviously are from, you know, California, Indiana. It's just, it's easy. It's uh, a little less expensive to form <laughs> and pay annual dues. So I was like, Yahoo, go Indiana. How so, much, how much is the annual LLC fee in Indiana? Uh, it's $35 every other year. <laughs> okay, that's insane. So, because people ask me this a lot. They're like, well, should I form multiple LLCs? Should I just have one? Well, legally speaking, it's always better to, ha to have them separated. But if it's only costing you, you know, $17.5 per year, then yeah, <laughs> forming three of them, not that much of a financial burden. Here in California, we pay $800 per year per LLC. So for you, Jay Scott, that would be, oh my God, quick math. $3,200 a year to manage your three LLCs. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So for you, like when you went through the lesson that was basically like, here's why you would want to separate your LLCs after, I'm assuming you went, did you go and research what the cost would be in Indiana? Uh, no, I think I just had remembered it from. Okay. But you were like, it's not going to be expensive. So it's like a no brainer for you to separate right. them. Yeah. Okay, so even though you knew you'd have to get like all different business license, different bank accounts, that kind of thing. Yeah, Although, just... J. Scott, if you have three LLCs, you probably should have more than five bank accounts because you need to have business bank accounts for each one. But the other one hasn't really launched yet. Okay, we can talk so about we... that in our, we can talk about that in our weekly call on Thursday. Okay, all right. Okay, about, about how many that you need to have. So, because I have, well, we, we don't really need to go there. I have two businesses. I have multiple bank accounts for both of them. That's where the cash flow gets, gets like really kind of tricky. So let's talk, about, let's talk about cash flow for a minute since we are kind of pivoting onto this topic. What did your cash flow look like a year ago? You know, it's interesting that you say, so a year ago, um, I, well, a year ago, I just had really the one business account and everything went in there and out, out of. And so I did a really not a good job as far as <laughs> planning for, you know, paying for taxes. Cause when you know, pay for taxes, I would just, you know, pay, pay the taxes, you know, um, but I didn't really save money for expenses. And so now I have, um, so now my cash flow, how it operates once there is a, um, a deposit into my account, um, it automatically takes out a percentage for taxes. That, so I don't really even see that. That goes through capital. So you shared with the class um, this incredible, awesome app that I encourage everyone to use. It's fantastic because one, I now I already have money saved for my 2020 taxes, you know, when they come due. Yes. And then profits. So, you know, everyone always, I've just learned from a young age, like you always pay yourself first, but I just never did that for years. I just like, hey, if I want this, I did it. And I, you know, there really wasn't, I didn't, I really have a quarterly plan. I didn't really have an annual plan. Um, just, I was just doing things as they came up, you know, uh, just cause things just picked up so quickly. And as I said, my life was, you know, controlling me instead of me controlling my life. So now going back to what I said earlier, I know this is a, a long answer to your question. So my cash flow, when there's a deposit, it's my, uh, it's my accounts automatically there's money taken out for profit. There's money taken out for taxes. And then I move, um, a certain percentage over to expenses 
And that's really been helpful because as I'm launching things for 2021 and doing new things for 2021, I'm going to have new expenses that I did not have for this year. And I don't just want to go out and like an updated camera is for one of them. So I just don't want to go out and spend, you know, Hey, here's $800. Um, I'm actually planning for that. Yeah. That's something I've shared on the podcast, like in the past few weeks. Well, this is not being released for a few weeks. It's a couple months ago now, but how I really wanted to buy my $800 microphone and I didn't have the money in my expense account. So it kind of, kind of just, it helps give you self-control because when we have all of our money in one pool, when we put all of our client money in one bank account, we might see, Oh, there's $5,000 in there. Like I can go spend $700. It's not a big deal, but we can't do the mental gymnastics of, well, 15% of that is to pay my contractors and 25% is to pay my taxes. And then really, once you look at what's left over, all of that money needs to be going to my personal expenses. So we don't often think about that. Um, and once we start to do this manual separation, that helps a lot. Definitely. And what also it did for me, this going through this course and just really doing a lot of the exercises, I sometimes have given discounts, you know, to a repeat client or maybe a, a close friend or a family member. Yeah. I no longer do that because now, <laughs> because once you see, cause you, it, it really opens your eyes to the fact that what you actually get paid your take-home pay is much mm -hmm. less than what you know the client is actually paying and so that was a big eye-opening for me and, and i don't apologize about it it's like you know what i'm not going to be your cheapest i'm not your most expensive i i know that you know i'm probably higher end than than a lot of people you know locally but also time is valuable and i value what i do and i put everything into every single event and so therefore i just don't give any discounts yeah i like that I'm a big, big, big fan of the no discounts. All right. So love it. I think we, I think we covered most of the bases, right? I mean, I don't have like a checklist for these interviews, but it was good, good conversation. We've been about, about 20 minutes. Anything else that you want to share? Like what are, what's next on the horizons for J Scott? What's next on the horizon? Uh, well, I am launching a new online course in 2021. I'm really excited about. And, um, yeah, and then launching this this new announcement that's coming out that's really, really exciting. And maybe when this pad, podcast goes live, maybe it'll already be announced by then. So I'm so excited about that. So yeah, so lots of things are in the work. And you know what? It's interesting that I've, I've never had a website. I've never had a logo. I've hardly had a business card. So I uh, hired a company. I'm actually launching uh, my website and my brand. I've always worked by referral. So that's also coming at the end of the year. So my, my uh, word... My word, as you know, um, for this quarter, because our class, our, I'm in Braden's alumni group, and we all came up with our word for the quarter, and mine is launch. So nice. that's what I'm working on, yeah. Yeah, I like, I still have to figure out what my own word is. I'm doing a lot of shit this quarter, unsurprising to everyone, but love that. Okay, so if anyone wants to follow you, hang out, be best friends, where should they go do that? <laughs> I guess just, uh, yeah, just, I guess just on Instagram, just, you know, my name has five letters in it, J-S-C-O-T. So in Scott, there's only one T. You just put a J in front of it, J Scott. Okay, beautiful. So go. Only one. I think I'm the only, I know there's a rapper from like Detroit, but that's his stage name. That's not his real name. All right, so go follow J. Scott on Instagram. If you all are eager to learn more, if you're curious about what's in the Unfuck Your Biz program, 
we have like an awesome sample for you. So if you haven't already, you can go take my quiz, which is, it's titled, What's Your Legal and Taxonality? Stupidest name I've ever come up with, but hopefully people like it. You can go take the quiz at www.bradendrake.com forward slash quiz. We'll also link it in the show notes. And then once you get your quiz result, you'll be invited to come and join us in the boot camp. So we're doing a live boot camp. Um, I need to look at my calendar here and see when it's going to be happening. Um, so at the time of this podcast, I believe we actually will have already started the bootcamp, so a couple days in, but you can still join us. And what we're doing is we're basically, Jay Scott, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take everyone essentially through module one of the course for free uh, in this live bootcamp every day. So you're going to learn how much you're supposed to be saving and paying for quarterly taxes, different areas of legal liability. It's going to be super fun. So go take the quiz and then join the bootcamp. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and then you'll get a feel for what the program is like. And if you want to take the next step and join us, you can, if you decide that you don't want to join the program, then spend $29 on my book and you'll learn a lot there too. So that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, click the bell, all of those things. I still don't know what the calls to action are, uh, but I will be back in your podcast app in a few short days for the next one. Have a good one.